finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, you knew it was coming. Uh, ESPN guy, an ESPN writer, says he's having trouble watching the Olympics because what else? All those darn American flags. You know, those American flags which remind him of January 6th. We will play that sound and uh, discuss. Uh, also, um, Deshaun Watson, troubles mount for Deshaun Watson. We are now up to 24 accusers, which makes the latest sports radio debate even more ridiculous. Uh, would you trade for Deshaun Watson? Of course you wouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson. He's more likely to get sent to prison than sent to New England. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, there's never, ever been a more arrogant politician, a more corrupt politician than uh, Killer Cuomo. He says they're going to go door to door and drag you out of your house and vaccinate you. And uh, good news from the White House. Joe Biden, the president, announced that his uh, butt's been wiped. We will play that for you, and uh, we will react today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to a free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, quick uh, Olympic update before we get going here. Do you have any sound? Oh, I'm putting you on the spot, Karana. A little, I don't know, Olympic, those trumpets, you know, they play those trumpets when they have Olympic. Uh, yeah. There you go. How's that? Perfect. 
That's Bro, that, that sounded so good. That sounded perfect. It's on the spot. I never knew you, I never knew you played the bugle, uh, <laughs> but uh, well done. Um, this is this is funny because I was watching the news, flipping around this morning, and it and it was the new the, the look on the anchor's face, and not just on NBC, but I'm talking on ESPN and Fox News. And I said, "Oh, another uh, Munich." You know, they took hostages. There's, there's, <laughs> yes. there's, there's an international crisis. There's the terrorist attack. No, Simone Biles pulled out of the competition. Simone Biles is the one. Olympic athlete, obviously, she's a, a great gymnast, probably the greatest American gymnast from what I understand, does things no one has ever done. And she's not overly woke, so she doesn't annoy people like me, the right-wing zealots out there. She doesn't uh, uh, take a knee or, you know, she's not uh, 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 really obnoxious like old purple-headed Megan Rapinoe. We'll get to her. But she's the one that like everyone's kind of rooting for, you know, because she's very likable. She's cute. She's got these funny facial expressions. Bad news, America. She got hurt and pulled out of the team competition. I don't know what that means uh, uh, as far as individual stuff goes. The, we don't know the seriousness, but she's out and everybody at NBC is in a full panic, full on panic. Uh, in other news, um, the um, U.S. women's soccer team, good news and bad. They didn't win. Oof. They tied Australia 0-0, and I thought it was a good game. It was worth getting up. It was on at 3 in the morning. I set my alarm, had had a few coffees, and, uh, and really enjoyed it. A zero, Nothing better than a 0-0 <laughs> tie. I'm sorry, a nil-nil tie in soccer. Um, they tie Australia. I thought this t- team was supposed to kick everyone's ass. Well, that's how um, it's been for the last, I don't know, three decades, but uh, right? not this year. Do you like soccer? I, I'm a soccer apologist, but a zero-zero sucks. Like that's not good for the game. There's no such thing as a scoreless tie in any sport that's yeah. any good. Baseball games, pitchers duels suck. Hockey games that are one nothing suck. People who think it, it, they uh, they kind of affirm their credentials as, as purists because they like pitchers duels are full of it. Everyone likes you know doubles in the gap, home runs, hits, runs, stolen bases. Pitchers duels are boring. Hockey games that are one nothing are generally, especially uh, you know if it's just a regular season game in December, you want scoring. I'm sorry, that's the problem with soccer. A zero-zero game stinks, and you can't play overtime in in the Olympics. But the bad news is they advance anyway. So uh, mm. uh, Megan Rapinoe and friends advance to whatever it's called, the medal round. Um, and uh, what other? We had one other big update from the Olympics. I'll. Uh, uh, I'm going to watch right here and tell you what's breaking. Um, uh, but uh, I don't even know how this works. What time is it in Japan? Why it's, is there uh, nothing on? I think it's 13 hours ahead, actually. So it's going to be well, nine at night. Prime time right now? Shouldn't they be playing big prime events time? right now? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The other one is Naomi Osaka, the, um, the tennis star, American tennis star, who has such anxiety and such stage fright, can't stand all the attention she's getting as a celebrity. The one who was on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, the one who's on the cover of Vogue, the one who was in a uh, podcast with, I don't know, uh, Meghan Markle or something and, and had a Barbie doll, like a Barbie doll of her uh, came out. So she's having so much trouble handling the spotlight and the attention. She's posing, you know, half naked for magazine covers. She lost and she's a super wokester. So that's good. She's American, but 
She said the pressure was unbelievable on her, and apparently she couldn't handle it. She lost to some girl from I don't know, Czechoslovakia. So uh, it's going well, and uh, hopefully uh, the uh, uh, it, it continues. Hopefully the U.S. women's soccer team gets knocked off in the next game. We will keep you updated. I just want to start. I'll start with this, since we're talking about the Olympics. Um, I like everyone else. I got up in the middle of the night, watched the opening ceremonies. And you know what spoiled it for me? You tell me. Toronto? You tell me. All those damn American flags. I mean, what? why do you need American flags at an opening ceremony of the Olympics? Um, I'm like I'm like William Roden of the New York Times and ESPN. William Roden, who is a noted uh, race baiter, who, uh, you know, a, a typical far left, super woke New York Times guy who hates America, said he had a problem with the opening ceremonies because all those flags reminded him of January 6th. Why do I feel like for the rest of my life and maybe yours, Carano, every one of these wacky progressive morons is going to refer to January 6th anytime there's anything they don't like. It'll be like, uh-oh, I'm having uh, flashbacks of a, a Viking man, you know, walking into the Senate chambers. They're going to, they're good. Well, They're it's never going to get over this. It's different for William Rhodes. I mean, he was there in the Capitol building defending the entrance uh, with true. his life. I mean, he got he got super injured there. Has been in the hospital for months as he's been uh, I, I recovering. Bash with a fire extinguisher, yes, wasn't he? Yes. The one that was back. Uh, but what what show was he appearing on when he said this? I just saw the clips uh, when he said the opening ceremonies. He had trouble enjoying it because of all those darn flags, which is so insane when you think about it I mean, flags at an opening ceremony at the olympics they're like kind of the whole point you flat you fly your flag from whatever country you're from with pride you wear the red white and blue and the stars and stripes with pride and now i mean what's going to happen like next olympics if these people continue to get their way um are we going to have like a world flag? I think <laughs> a world. Oh God, no. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, a world flag. We'll all have one. I'll have the same flag and we'll all have the same colors and, and uh, there'll be no countries. Imagine if you will. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Imagine there's do, no do, heaven. Do, do. If you try, no heaven, no hell below us, above us, only sky. Yep. Imagine all the people. Living for, for today, today. you I say I'm a dreamer, <laughs> but I'm not the only one. See, I'm not a big fan of that song, but in the movie Killing Fields, it's perfect. It works so well in that movie. Anyway. You asked me where he was. He was on CBS when uh, when he was CBS. talking about this. Yeah. So William Roden, who is like Jamel Hill, and then he always has a job, always has two or three jobs, well-paying jobs, and you could always count on him to say something really stupid, generally something about how you know he doesn't really like this country, which has been so good to him. But can we listen to William Roden, Bill Roden, talk about why he was uncomfortable with the uh, Olympic opening ceremonies? My favorite part of the Olympics was always going to the stadium for the opening ceremonies. I love, I love the opening ceremonies, March of Cotton. Then I just realized, you know, man, particularly after these last four years, I had it wrong. Nationalism is not good. Mm-hmm. We've seen the rise of white nationalism. Nationalism is not good. And also this whole idea, I, I keep thinking back on the uh, Capitol riots, mm-hmm. and I saw a lot of, um, you know, U.S. flags. Right. So now when I see the flag and the flag raises, man, where, what, 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 America am I living in? You know, are the ones that don't think 
you know, we should be here. The ones that think that uh, we should shut things down. The ones that th so, th so I just think that this is a very these Olympics uh, should be a time of, of soul searching. And uh, 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 he doesn't know like what America is uh, is apparently competing in the Olympics. Which America? Because of January sixth, he is so inarticulate. It's hard sometimes to. I crit criticize him because he generally just loses the train of thought, goes off the tracks, and he generally doesn't make any sense. Uh, but he's there. Obviously, they bring him in. They all nod in agreement. He, he literally says that he doesn't know what to think about the, the flag because of J. And they all go, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Right. Yeah, they just, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We. Get How it. is there not somebody, even if you're a big liberal? I'm obviously you're at CBS. Obviously, you're left wing. How does somebody not say what? You can't. Enjoy the opening ceremonies. You see whoever, Simone Biles or Naomi Osaka or Katie Ledecky with an American flag, and it bothers you because January 6th? It's just so nuts. But I should get used to it. I should just let it. Uh, but let what, it what was he saying? I don't, I don't even understand. I don't know what he was saying either. He was saying like uh, people who believe that we should shut things down. Like I, I didn't. Was he talking about COVID then? Because is he a is he a non shutdown guy? I don't, That's a good question. That's a good point. He's talking about people. So people who want to shut things down. They're your people, Bill Roden. They're you know Andrew Cuomo. They're Greg uh, Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden, Kamala. They want shutdowns. And of course, your great God, Doctor Fauci, want shutdowns. So you have a problem with that? He doesn't. He never can articulate his case. He never has been able to. Uh, you see him on. Uh, used to see him on that sports. In fact, I was on Sports Reporters a few times. I can't remember if I was on with him, but he used to be on Sports Reporters all the time, and he would have to do a commentary, and it would just be awful. It'd just be a mess. But it was always predictable and always uh, uh, anti-American garbage. But uh, I should get used to it. There's going to be more of that. You watch in the well, next. Well, well, well. Then he goes on to say this. So, so juxtapose that of him saying people want to shut this down. For for him saying, asked if he should have. They should have canceled the Olympics. He says, of course they should have canceled the Olympics. Our <laughs> highest value now is money. Everything is being driven by money. So we should shut See, it down, it, or we shouldn't shut it down. That is such perfect, William Roden. Like shut it down. Everything's about money. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? So everything. Simone Biles competing in gymnastics or whoever, the, 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 a 17-year-old swimmer from Alaska won gold last night or yesterday or whenever, three days ago, who knows. But uh, this 17-year-old girl, high school kid from Alaska, there's never even been an Alaskan swimmer on the team. There's one 50-meter pool in the entire state. Alaska's really cold. She won uh, gold and she looks, you know, she looks 17. She looks overwhelmed. So why is that about money, William Roden? What does that even mean? It's about money. Like you can't watch whatever U.S. women's soccer, your heroes, because they make a lot of money. Megan Rapinoe makes millions. Does that bother you, William Roden? Is it, is it not the purity of the sport because they're all cashing in? Uh, but can, can we hear him say that? I want to hear it. Uh, no, I don't. I, they didn't. They didn't show that cut uh, oh. in here. I just had the the quote from the article. But the other thing too is he. Uh, so it, I mean, he should take solace in the fact that everybody who puts on Olympics uh, an Olympics loses money anyway. So no one's making yeah. money there. How's that? Oh, he's talking about the host country. Whatever. I don't know I mean, what he's just, talking about. He's crazy. It, it's just it's dumb. like it, it's all about money. You, know, you can criticize the Olympics all you want. What what is he talking about? It's all about money. 
anyway, it's just it's just stupid. That's the way it works. But get ready. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be more of that. There's going to be some other, you know, super woke uh, progressives saying they don't like whatever the the uh, 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 the nationalism. By the way, he says the rise of white nationalism. I guess when your own president states that lie, I can't blame people, particularly people who aren't very bright, to just repeat that lie or, or, or will uh, run with that lie. But again, no pushback ever. If that's you know you and me or whoever, and you said that, I'd say, where's the evidence? Rise of white nationalism is a lie, and we know why. It's a lie, you know, propagated by the Democrats because when they lost Trump, they needed a boogeyman, so they came up with this myth. They pretended January 6 had anything to do with race. It doesn't. It didn't. They pretend George Floyd and Derek Chauvin was about race. It wasn't. They just need you know, that opponent, that adversary. So it became white nationalism. They said the rise of white nationalism, and they present no evidence. Uh, Merrick Garland repeats it. Christopher Ray, all the, the, the swamp creatures repeat it. None of them presents any evidence. And as we see, you know, every day, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. Every day you see these videos uh, from street cameras on the street in cities of muggings and beatings. And there was an off-duty fireman, I believe, uh, in his 60s, walking his dog, got surrounded by a bunch of punks, and they beat him up the other day. That was on video, very disturbing. But I, I want to I talk about this briefly, because usually I see these videos, and these videos of you know guys punching old Asian ladies and on subway platforms. And uh, I don't remember one, at least not recently, where it's a white supremacist or white nationalist. I haven't seen one. If there were one, you'd never see the end of it. Then William Roden and everybody else, all the, you know, Biden and Harris and everyone else and in in their, and their uh, servants in the media would, would be playing it nonstop. But the latest video, for some reason, disturbed me more than any I've seen. It was in New York. It's a guy in broad daylight on the sidewalk and it's a, 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 a young black guy beat, I think the, the victim's white. I can't really tell because uh, they blur out his face and he's fully clothed. And he just beats him unconscious. And he just keeps punching and kicking and beating till finally the 68-year-old victim is out. He's out cold. And then he goes to his pockets and, he's, and, and he probably you know, walks away with you know, $17. I think they'll catch him. I hope they'll catch him. It's a pretty clear video, and generally, when they put this out, they get some tips and they track the person down. I, I, I every time I see these videos, I wonder how, you know, what happened ten years ago or twenty years ago. Did they just get away with these things because there would not have been this kind of evidence? It's good that we have cameras on every street corner in the big cities, but they're going to catch this guy. I predict he's going to get charged with whatever assault and battery. He's going to get let out on no bail. He's you know, going to get some light sentence. He's going to do it again. We're going to find out he has a, a, a rap sheet a mile long, and it's going to be no big deal. But it is the most, I don't know about the most disturbing, it's pretty damn disturbing that this is going on in big cities and everybody's, everybody's not outraged. Like, how does that not outrage everyone? We're going to find out the victim's story, perhaps. And maybe, you know, he's a veteran. Maybe he's a family guy with a bunch of kids and grandkids, 68-year-old guy. Maybe he's just a hardworking guy, and he just 
beats him. Doesn't you know? Take just take his money. Just keeps beating and punching and kicking until the guy is out cold. I mean, ultimately, you know, whenever it's you're seeing someone who's innocent get hurt, get um, you know, get violence enacted against them, it's it's the worst thing. I mean, particularly the most vulnerable, like you, you see it with kids or elderly or whatever. It is it's shocking and appalling. So I hope. I mean, I'm I'm a big guy for decrimming um, non-violent uh, offenses, of course, but this type of thing, a violent offense, this is where. This is where, you know, uh, police enforcement should be putting most of their attention at things like this. But, but you have people in the cities. This is New York. You have de Blasio, that, that disgrace. You have people defunding, lying about it, but defunding the police. They want to take funds away. They want to reinvest it, reimagine it. How can you look at that video and say, we need fewer police? We need to send a social worker. Uh, it, it, yesterday, if you missed it, former Senator Barbara Boxer from California was mugged. Uh, she wasn't beaten to a pulp like this poor guy in New York, but she was mugged. And yet many, many people in her party, my uh, insane representative, Ayanna Presley, they want to take funds away from police. They want to um, make it more difficult for police to do their jobs. They want this uh, 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 immunity that the cops get when they're doing that. They want to take that away and make police more reluctant to be proactive, to try to stop crimes. They just want to help criminals. And yesterday uh, in Boston, in Massachusetts, Rachel Rollins, the DA, uh, was nominated for U.S. attorney by uh, the Biden administration. This is nuts. Um, I, I know a couple cops, a friend of mine was telling me how difficult their job is under Rachel Rollins, they don't prosecute. It's one of these DAs. She's one of these woke, uh, you know, Soros type, uh, Soros backed DAs. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'll give her credit. She's not a friend. She goes on talk shows and goes before the cameras and fights with Turtle Boy. And, you know, she's always up for the fight, but she doesn't believe in prosecuting minor crimes. And this cop friend of mine was telling me they pick up the same guys every day. He says, guys will go in and steal from liquor stores or CVS and walk out. The owner, the whatever the manager will call it, yeah, he was here again. They go to his house, and uh, the guy will say, yeah, you know, I, I was hungry. I stole some, some food. They don't get prosecuted for shoplifting. And you know what the worst one is? And there's a number of DAs. The guy in Philadelphia does this. Uh, the worst one is in Chicago, they've just legalized resisting arrest. Like, if you legalize resisting arrest that every criminal who ever gets grabbed by the cops is going to resist is going to run is going to fight because they, because there's no reason not to he says it's just crazy you try to stop someone for whatever you suspect they deal in drugs or stolen property and they just take off yeah because there's no downside to taking off and rachel rollins is one of those uh, prosecutors da's who doesn't want resisting arrest to be a crime. That is the beginning of this total downward spiral to chaos. When, when in Chicago, uh, Lori Lightfoot said no more foot chases. So you see a, whatever, a gangbanger with a gun and you suspect he shot someone. And by the way, I just looked at the numbers in Chicago last weekend. 69 people shot 69 10 dead in chicago including a 16 or 17 year old boy uh 
the people who do that, if you suspect that you see them, you can't chase them. <laughs> you can't chase them, which is like, you can't arrest them. You can't, I mean, you have to, what, wait for them to surrender? That's not going to happen. People don't think this thing through. They just, you know, let's not criminalize minor things and, and, and stigmatize these, you know, give these uh, young kids a, you know, a, a record because of these minor crimes. Well, resisting arrest can't be minor. You well, can't classify it as minor or you have chaos. Yeah, but do you, do you see two sides of this, right? Like, uh, so to me, cops are enforcing way too many things that they shouldn't be. It should only be about violence, theft of property, that type of stuff. But right now they're violence focused on- Violence, so she don't want to criminalize shoplifting. So you oh, can walk into store no, and shop. No, no, violence and theft should be criminalized. Absolutely. That To me, when you steal something, that's a violent act because you're stealing someone's property against their will. So all of those things, but anything that's like, a, you know, any sort of a, even like, you know, tra- <laughs> rolling through a stop sign, even that type of stuff is not worth police. Um, they, they need to be solving rapes. They need to be solving murders. And when you're creating confrontations between between cops and nonviolent people, you have more of these types of events that happen. So I'm I'm way for reallocating uh, police resources to uh, resources to only going after violent criminals. And and, and defunding what exactly? What I didn't we say defunding. It's just it's just it's not about defunding. It's just about properly yeah, allocating resources. That's like you know that's just the, no. It, uh, it, it, it's not. It, no, there, yes. no. There's a ton of uh, the problem is there are a ton of like rapes and murders and beatings like this that go unsolved because police resources are being used in other ways. Okay, like what he, ways? Well, here, here's an example. We are now conditioned that instead, so say a dog poops on our lawn, we're conditioned now to call the cops for that as opposed to go to our neighbors and knock on the door. A cop. Should never answer that type of that type of no, thing ever. I would agree. Well, you don't, you don't you don't call the cops. You call the Boston Globe. <laughs> right. and the Boston yes. Globe says uh, <laughs> Poor what race. And if you're black and the one who dog, people who own the dog that took the dump are white, the Boston Globe puts it on page one and said, you know, these neighbors are racist because they didn't pick up a dog. Yeah, that's, dump. <laughs> that's super As dumb. We've seen that's <laughs> uh, that's why the Boston Globe exists to right. make up to make up uh, you know hate crimes, but. Of course, the cops shouldn't respond to a dog taking a dump. any of that type of stuff. Yeah, or any or any drug. I'm any. You, they're, they're, Sorry, okay, you say weed, right? Which sure. Essentially, which is legal, illegal, and you hear this all the time from these decrim, uh, defund the police liberals say that our prisons shouldn't have people who are busted for a couple of joints. They don't. We know that now. They don't arrest and put people in prison for a couple of joints. That's uh, a straw man argument. Uh, the, the the question is. Is you know, and and you already answered it, but is shoplifting a violent crime? Is shoplifting yeah. something you need police? Of course it is. Yeah, I mean the That's shop the owner, the, the whatever the shop manager, they're taxpayers. You know they're trying to conduct a business. And that that video, I think it was in L.A. where the two guys walk out of T.J. Maxx with their arms full, you know, of of stuff. And if you're really gonna shoplift, because anything under nine fifty in California, they don't do anything about. So you could steal nine hundred dollars worth of stuff every day. But why would you go to TJ Maxx, by the way, if you were going to steal $900 worth of stuff? Because that's a lot of stuff. That is. At TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah. You really, I mean, these guys have their hands full yes. and they're walking out with whatever jeans and, uh, you know, t shirts. There's a secondary, saying, there's, sorry, there's a secondary issue to that, though. It's that, pro, it's that property owners can't defend their property. If you're in California and you're a shop owner, you can't defend your store. That's bullshit. Like, that's, that's the other part the of this. Point. If you're going to if you're going to say that the police aren't going to go after anybody who steals less than $1000, then shop owners should be able to carry a weapon and defend their store. And they not only can they not I mean it's, I'll, I'll bet you 
if you own a store or whatever, uh, you know, liquor store, maybe in any of these cities in New York and Philly, that, that they would laugh at you if you went in right now and said, I need the permit to carry because, you know, shoplifting. Yeah. They would laugh at you. These, I mean, the places where they need the guns the most are the places where you're, uh, you can't have them. Uh, you have no chance of, of getting one. And maybe, you know, maybe it takes a shop owner just getting shot in the, between the eyes by some punk to wake people up. But hell, uh, how many videos have we seen of these punks beating, robbing, mugging, punching little old Asian ladies? And you just wonder, you know, are they going to get him? If they get him, does he go to jail? Because the DAs are so soft. You point out, you know, the flaws in policing. They're really not flaws in policing. They're flaws in the law. You know, when you change the law, it's like in, in New York when, when Eric Gardner was, uh, was killed by the cops. They were enforcing this idiotic uh, uh, law by de Blasio to bust people for selling single cigarettes. Yes, terrible law. Which is, and because he obviously de Blasio, all he cares about is, is is collecting taxes to pay, you know, to and to, to to give to his wife so she can she can lose it all. But so you have a law that says you can't sell single cigarettes. Eric Gardner, big guy out there selling cigarettes to poor people, to to homeless people. Here's a cigarette for a dollar or whatever. It is. I don't even know what the price is, but it's illegal. The order to enforce that and not look the other way comes from the mayor. And then when the cops enforce it and one cop you know, puts him in a stokehold and, and he uh, dies, sadly, tragically, the, the mayor blames the cops. And obviously they share the blame. But why are they enforcing such a stupid law like this? In the, I mean, would you ever it's not not even weed. It's not drugs. It's cigarettes. Cigarette. I, I, you know, they were probably menthols, which are now illegal under Joe Biden. Yeah. Another thing that another one of those. What if Trump did it? What if Trump just banned menthol cigarettes when like 90 percent of the people who smoke menthol cigarettes are black if trump banned newports and cools it would be a huge story but biden did it and that's okay but it's often these it's stupid laws that you're enforcing that put the cops in a tough spot people don't get it either it's like every law on the on the on the books every law that's created is an enforceable event like that's something that could lead to a police interaction. Like, so you should think to yourself before you create a law, is this worth hurting someone over? That's the question. And right. loose cigarettes, not worth it. And if you're a cop, you don't want to enforce no that. Way. You don't want to. I mean, when you make it again, legal to shoplift, and the cops have to go like try to get the stuff back. That's what they do. They, they know who did it. They go to their house. They say, give us the stuff back. They don't arrest the guy because it's not a crime under these radical DAs like Rachel Rollins, sued to be U.S. attorney. I will just say uh, to our friend Turtle Boy, I'm counting on a full, thorough blog from Turtle Boy because he knows Rachel Rollins better than anyone. He chronicled her road rage incident when That's she was right. screaming at uh, a woman in uh, uh, because of a traffic dispute. And uh, Turtle Boy was all over that. He's going to have uh, a good, he's going to have a really good takedown of our next U.S. Attorney. I expect he was busy yesterday with the golf tournament, but today Turtle Boy will uh, will get to the bottom of it. It's just nuts, and I guess I someday I guess Carano, I'm going to have to get over it. I'm going to have to just laugh at these people, but I still get infuriated. And yesterday was one of those days, man. I remember a year, more than a year ago now, but uh, the spring of 2020, watching all those uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo press conferences, 
and they were impressive. He didn't have any notes and he was talking about the pandemic and it was April, May when we started to learn what a total scumbag he was and how he put coronavirus positive patients in nursing homes, literally killing, killing 15,000 or more elderly New Yorkers. I believe he did it because he didn't want to make Trump look good at, in any way. And if he put the, I mean, the, the Javits Center was empty. The, the comfort ship was empty. Could have used those things, which were provided by the federal government. But if he put people in the comfort ship, saved lives, it would have made Trump look good. So I believe 15,000 or more senior citizens died because this, this monster Cuomo is just a political guy and an egomaniac and just didn't want Trump to look good. He wanted to be the star of the pandemic. His, he is still in office. He's still, you know, issuing edicts from on high. And we know, we know he put coronavirus positive patients in nursing homes, killing thousands. We know he lied about it. They were, you know, he, he gave the order and 46 days later, uh, we had many, many dead elderly New Yorkers. He lied about it. He covered it up. We know he's being accused by at least 10 women of sexual misconduct. Most of them are like 22 years old and he's 62. He's a total creep. Uh, we know he used his staff to write the book about you know what a hero he was. The staff wrote the book and he made $5 million. He's as corrupt a politician as you're ever going to find. We know he, 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 he met Doc discussed how to cover up these crimes with his brother, who's a anchor on CNN. So if you want to talk about uh, you know, the, 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 this, this crime family, is which, which is what they are. This is as corrupt a politician as you're ever going to find. Yeah. I said this almost a year ago. It's the worst scandal in American political history. And I challenge anyone to, uh, to dispute that when you're talking about 15,000 innocent people dead senior citizens, all the blood on his hands. The order came from him. Did I see that they closed the book on that too? They're not even going to investigate anymore. Yes, the, the DOJ, which of course is a completely corrupt. Well, completely they're, they're on the same side, so yeah. Yes, they're all on the same team. And if Cuomo were Republican, first of all, he'd be out of office. Uh, he, he should have been impeached. He should have been arrested. He's still in office, which, and if you follow Janice Dean, we've heard her on this podcast a couple of times, she was literally in tears, tweeting that she's in tears. She, she's heartbroken. There are still other lawsuits and there are other investigations, but the, de department, the Biden's Department of Justice, corrupt Department of Justice, is dropping the civil rights investigation into the New York governor. It is heartbreaking because you know, we know, I know, everyone knows, Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo knows he's a criminal. Everyone knows he's thoroughly corrupt and a creep on top of it, but he's a powerful Democrat and the, the swamp protects its own, the system protects its own. And this is a great example of that. But yesterday, and, and he's got no, he doesn't have any self-awareness. He doesn't have any humility. He's just so unbelievably arrogant. It's sickening. It's literally you, your stomach turns, gets a little queasy when you listen to this guy and we're going to play play some of this correct where he talks about going door to door yeah, that's it's, what it's I amazing got. yeah it's amazing this is a guy again being accused of sexual misconduct by many women being accused of murder by thousands of people in new york and just i mean broke every law every rule every 
ethics uh, rule, and, and there is, stands up this so arrogantly and says you have to get vaccinated. I feel like anytime he talks about the virus or the pandemic, he should be disqualified because no one handled it worse. No one handled it worse. And yet he stands up there like yesterday he was talking about how he blamed what the, the he blamed politics on all the dead, took no blame, took no responsibility. And he said, they're going to go door to door, knock on your door and demand you get vaccinated. This guy is a fascist at heart is what he is. But listen to this. It just drips with with oozes, with arrogance and, and, and narcissism. And how is this scumbag still in office? I, I want to know, Carano. Help me out. How is he still in office? It's like it's like and watching. A, get in those. Sorry about that, guy. It's like watch, It's like watching Harvey Weinstein. You know, take the stage at the Oscars, or Bill Cosby. You know, take the stage at the whatever the Orpheum. You're going. How is this possible? Those guys, justice, you know, has has caught up to them. Bill Cosby, we all know. Weinstein, he's going to die in prison. Why isn't Cuomo, who killed thousands of elderly people? Why is he not in prison? Well, you had tons of uh, you had tons of famous people that all like you know uh, married their reputation to him during this whole process. Oh, you know America's mayor. That's that all that type of stuff. So yeah, so I think it, Robert De Niro and it, it turned enough public sentiment towards him that you know when stuff started to come out, um, and also you have the corporate media on his side, there just wasn't enough public uproar to to really do any damage against this guy. He's I, I'm surprised he he was above it. I really thought that something was going to happen, but. So I, I thought I thought he was out. I thought he was out. You had Janice Dean. You had this guy Ronald Kim, a, uh, a rep, uh, who is who's, I think it was his aunt or uncle was killed by Cuomo, and he's not letting up. I saw him on the news this morning. There, he's still going after Cuomo. But it's like, and I watch Fauci. Fauci won another award over the weekend. <laughs> another award. We know. We know. We know that he sent our money, taxpayers' money, to the lab which created the virus, which killed 600,000 Americans and uh, whatever it is, 4 million around the world, destroyed economies. We know he did that, and he's winning awards. That's how strong politics is right now in this country, Corrado. This is about uh, you know, warring factions. If you're on the right side, if you're on the side of the, the, the deep state, the side of the DOJ, the FBI, you can send money, taxpayer money. You can lie about it later, by the way, to the lab that created the virus that killed so many people and, and, and just rocked the world. You can lie about it before Congress. As we went over last week, even the Washington Post admits Fauci lied, Rand Paul told the truth. It doesn't matter because Fauci's on the correct side. He is with the with all those corrupt uh, intelligence agencies. He's with the administration. He's with the media. So he can get awards Cuomo could stand there and talk about like, you know, with, with credibility about the pandemic when we know just what a scumbag he is. And I don't think there's ever any chance that either of them goes to jail. Now, if you're a you know grandmother with a MAGA hat who took selfies on the Capitol steps, you're still in solitary confinement. You know, you may go to prison for, you know, seven, eight years, which is what they want for a, for Viking man who committed no violent crime. Who, who hit, hurt nobody, who destroyed nothing. And he's got, and they want him to go to prison for seven, eight, 10 years. Cuomo, he's still governor. Fauci's still winning awards and the highest paid member of the, uh, the federal government. It's just bizarre. And I don't know, it just hit a nerve with me yesterday watching Cuomo saying, 
what does it take to remove such a vile human being, such a sinister presence? How does, what does it take to pry his, you know, his, his, his corrupt ass out of that office and, and forget prison, just, just leave. You can't, you're not governor anymore. You're evil. You're a really, really rotten human being. You can't do this job anymore. Well, that's I, I what, don't, I don't get it. this is why we should all be on the same side. Like there's a huge, a gigantic power disparity between those who are, you know, in political office in the United States at the state level and at the federal level and average people like us, we should all be on the side of trying to balance that power out by, by taking power away from uh, these, these assholes. Like they, you know, we should limit the size and scope in the state because this is what happens. You're exactly right. Grandma's in solitary. Cuomo gets to get handsy with people and kill a bunch of grandmas and he still remains in power makes five million dollars this year and the problem as always with me is the media it yeah yeah they're be, the worst and i i know the media's always been liberal and always support the democrats but there's no limit to the partisanship if it, it, there's no limit to their uh devote uh, to their level of devotion to democrats to liberals if they can't tell the truth about cuomo or fauci then there's no hope. And again, the Washington Post, you know, Bezos, little plaything, admitted Fauci lied, not about whatever, not about, you know, masks, which he lied about, but about funding the Wuhan lab. I said this before, I say it again. Cuomo had the biggest scandal in American history. He still does. American political history. Fauci's got it. I'm going to give him a different award. Biggest scandal in world history. <laughs> okay. Funding the pandemic, which killed four million people and destroyed economies and saying it was worth the risk. This gain of function, which was so important. And by the way, someday we're going to find out it was a effort by the Chinese to create a bioweapon and our, their enemy, the U S paid for it. I mean, it's like, it's like paying like the guy in New York, if he paid for his own mugging, I mean, you're paying for the, the, you're, paying for the research that created the virus which killed 600,000 of your people and caused trillions in economic damage and by the way gave us Joe Biden so i mean the damage fauci has done is immeasurable and yet some group i don't even know what group gave him another award an award i mean who who are you going to give the award to next i mean we're going to start giving awards to you know, like like murderers. I mean, well, it, again, Bill Cosby going to win an award now? It's just madness that we can't all agree that Fauci is corrupt or, or Cuomo is corrupt. But anyway. So you want to hear the no knock? You that's hear my introduction yes. to, to, to Andrew Cuomo <laughs> announcing that they're going to go door to door. The way they've done in some countries, by the way, I've seen it in, uh, I think it was Bolivia. There was video of a guy running from these you know, uh, these vaccine police, vaccine and they, thugs. Grab them, they literally hold them down and give them the jab. That's Cuomo's dream to go door to door, hold you down and give you an injection against your will. But let's uh, finally let, let's listen to uh, killer Cuomo. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. That is the mission. That's the mission. So that's that's back. So, so, so you take them out of their house and eat them in a car. Like, in a car. Put them in a car. Is drive them to a place. Stab them with some said, shit. Why didn't you just say put them on a train or put them in cattle yeah. cars? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, we, we, I, I hate generally uh, Nazi analogies or, you know, Hitler analogies that just, they just don't work. You know, the only, you know, was, you know, who's like Hitler, Hitler, yeah. nobody else, just Hitler. But they do it again with no self-awareness. We're going to go to your house, pull you out of your house, put you in a car, drive you to some, uh, you know, to, what do they call black Dark, site? Yeah, black black uh, black op site or black <laughs> prison when they, in you know where they where they torture and we're going to hold you down and give you this injection against your will, and then we're going to drive you back and and put. I mean, that's something out of. Listen, you know, some, I know. And, and listen to the hubris on this asshole. He goes, some people are just nervous of the vaccine. Well, it was created. Well, it was created quickly. I don't know if it's fully tested. I get it. But these are not arguments. On balance, they don't make sense. There's no logical theory that anyone can advance now that says it's more logical not to take the vaccine. Then he says, so yes, we don't know the long-term consequences of the vaccine, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know the long-term consequences of COVID either. And I'd rather take my chances with the long-term consequences of the vaccine. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. You can do that. Go ahead. <laughs> if some, again, if some young, healthy person, by the way, the best example, again, is some young, healthy person who's had COVID has the antibodies you're going to tell them you're going to knock on the door you see a 22 year old stud swimmer runner thin fit and say you got to come with us for the vaccine he says no no i had covid i have the antibodies i'm good you're still going to throw them in the in the you know the, the tinted window state car and, and and bring them to your black ops site and jab jab them with the virus i mean with the vaccine and he says it like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like says it like, of course, of course, that's what we're going to do. That's what we have to do. It's just frightening. Going door to someone, alarm should go off when a politician, particularly a tyrant like this scumbag, says door to door. We're going to go door to door. So you hear a knock. Yes. And you see people with like lab coats and you know <laughs> needles under their arms. Say, okay. Have you had the vaccine? If they say, yes, yes. Uh, let's see your papers. Show me your papers. And if you don't have your papers, okay, hold him down. And then we find out six months from now that it causes, you know, inflammation of the heart and the guys get six months to live. It's just sick, sick, sick. But all right, we have to move on. Oh, we got to get to the, the greatest. I don't know if it's the greatest, but it's the funniest Biden gaffe. If indeed uh, the, um, the Twitter detectives are correct on what Biden said in public the other day, but we'll get to that. I'm going to mention, I'm going to talk about Shay, and then we're going to get to the dumbest, the dumbest sports radio topic in, oh, I don't know, a day? What would you say? Maybe two or three days? Sure, Just, two, or, I mean, two or three days. I, yeah. One of those days where I, I'm glad I don't, I'm not forced, you know, like forced to talk about this totally fabricated, stupid ass subject, but I will tell you about that. Uh, after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let 
Shea, show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get to the Biden gaffe, but I got to mention this Deshaun Watson uh, topic. Deshaun Watson is, and we talked about this yesterday, he's in trouble, all right? He has, I'm going to give you the latest numbers, the latest numbers. Yesterday I mentioned there were 22 women accusing him of uh, sexual misconduct. They're all masseuses. He showed up to camp like it was nothing at the Houston Texans opening of the camp. He demanded a trade in the offseason. We talked about that briefly just before the, the scandal broke. And he, you know, the trade obviously was off the table to anywhere. No one's going to trade for a guy with 22 women accusing him of sexual misconduct. Well, yesterday, uh, things got a little uh, more difficult for uh, Deshaun Watson. Two more pe- women came forward. There are now 24 women, but check this part out, Carano. 10 women have filed criminal complaints with the Houston police against the Texas quarterback, including two who aren't suing. They're not uh, part of the uh, Rusty Harden lawsuit, but they're uh, pressing criminal charges, so you can't accuse them of, you know... uh, uh, Collusion or, yeah. Right. So, the guy takes the field. Young stud quarterback, obviously talented as hell. Uh, before this broke, anyone would have loved to have him. We now have 24 women accusing him of sexual misconduct because he's a freak. He likes to make his masseuses, massage therapists uncomfortable. He likes to touch his private parts like against their hands. And he's just a freak. And he wants to do it to as many women as possible. There's a little Bill Cosby in him. He likes ru- uh, running up the numbers. Yeah. But when you have 10 criminal complaints and they're investigating, I know he's innocent till proven guilty. He gets his due process. You know, he's not like a January 6th uh, trespasser. He's a criminal suspect. What are the odds that all 10 are like making it up, including the women who aren't suing, who aren't looking for money, just making it all up? Their stories are similar. That's one hell of a conspiracy. I mean, Rusty Harden, I know he's a smart lawyer, but. But is he that smart? He could get 24 women or you know, uh, just focus on the 10 who are filing criminal complaints. You can get them to coordinate their stories, make up stories about the guy. This is as credible as any accusation of we've ever seen against a, uh, against an athlete. Uh, this is as credible as any that we've seen against guys who've been suspended by the league, like Ben Roethlisberger and Ezekiel Elliott. It's amazing he's at camp and not suspended already. That's probably coming, but <clears throat> you. But he still, you know, wants to be traded. So we have this idiotic sports radio discussion. Apparently on on my old station, they're doing it starting the day with, would you trade for Deshaun Watson? What How, a stupid uh, conversation. <laughs> big debate. Big debate. Okay, let's. We got lots of commenters on our line, Carano. Uh, give us a com- how do you how do you write a comment? You just go to YouTube or you go to Facebook? yeah yeah it's on the right it's in the YouTube or Facebook broadcast. There are people that are commenting hey, there right now. Go to the broadcast comment say yes or no. Would you trade for Deshaun Watson? Well, you Matt Carano, yes or no? Trade for Deshaun Watson. I'm not even going to have this debate. This is ridiculous. Nobody he shouldn't even be at training camp right now. There's he's no going to be suspended. By yeah, the way. he's yeah. going to be going to trade for a guy, and the cost was high. He's this young stud franchise quarterback. You're going to trade, and you're going to trade a lot. 
you know, your guys. And the day he gets there is the day the commissioner decides to suspend him indefinitely. It's just stupid. This and, and, and the talk in New England is, you know, the Patriots, first of all, they just drafted Mac Jones. He's the starting quarterback. Don't listen to anyone who tells you it's Cam Newton. Mac Jones is better. I've, I've seen an, enough of him to know. He played for Alabama. He was he was on TV a lot. He's better. He's more accurate. He's quicker. He, he's just a better passer. He's better. He's your starter. So you're going to, what, trade him for Deshaun Watson? The Patriots cut a, a draft pick, Christian Peter, uh, a fifth-round pick from uh, from Nebraska, because after they drafted him, we found out what a what a what a monster, what a predator he was. He had all kinds of accusations of uh, sexual misconduct, and the the story was at the time that Myra Kraft wanted Bob Kraft to, to get rid of him, and he did. It was good. They they wasted a pick, but they didn't want to be associated with this dirt bag. Yeah, did the right thing. So that, that franchise is going to trade for a guy with twenty four. Women, while 24 women are accusing him of, of, of serious sexual misconduct, uh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's just silly. I don't know how anyone could have that discussion. Maybe they're doing it on uh, you know, ESPN today or doing it on you know, pro football talk, but it's absurd. Nobody's going to give anything uh, with this, this thing hanging over his head. But well, it's way more likely I, that, that they're telling the truth than he's innocent. Like, that's way more likely. So, I, I mean, I just wonder, how do you, how do you get, how, even if you wanted to, I mean, Bill Cosby's guilty. We know that. Harvey Weinstein's guilty. We know that. This, this no, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was guilty as hell. We know that. Bill Clinton was guilty. You, you, these these dirtbags don't do it once and then go back on the straight and narrow. It's that they just want to have their way to force themselves on, uh, or, or, you know, in, in the case of Bill Cosby to render them unconscious and then have your way with them. They're sick. Deshaun Watson is a freak. He, he, he doesn't, I mean, I guess in his defense, he doesn't like, you know, force them. He just wants to make them uncomfortable. He wants to touch them with his, 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 his wiener. It's just, he's a sicko. You'd, and if you were a you know whatever an offensive lineman, you'd say yeah maybe we'll uh, look the other way. But he's a franchise quarterback, so the guy representing your team, the face of your franchise, is going to be this kind of weirdo, this kind of sicko. I don't think so. And I, Kraft would never do it, and I can't imagine any other team would do it. But uh, I guess slow day. You need uh, a topic, you know, for uh, for uh, you know your sports radio for, for you, the ten people team. listening to their uh, their show in the yes. morning. Yes, and you know when you're not taking pictures of young girls at Fenway. And, uh, uh, but oh, Curtis! I, tough I tough day for you. I won. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't do anything wrong, but you know it's it's so much well, fun. It looks creepy. <laughs> uh, it's it's I think it's more it's stupid. Took a picture of a young girl at Fenway and said, "This is what Fenway's like now." What's the problem? Is what I want to know. We don't have to get too deep into it but what if that is Fenway now what if it is 21 year old girls drinking beer and having fun what's I mean, the problem the demo needs to go down or that sport's going to die so <laughs> isn't that a good thing if yeah. you have young girls in Reds and Bogots jerseys drinking beer and laughing with their friends I would think that'd be a good thing but apparently uh, you know the it's uh, you know they're ruining the game those pink hats I guess I don't even know I don't even know but I just like to see somebody make, you know, Linda Pizzuti and Sam Kennedy uncomfortable. And if they're not going to ask about Black Lives Matter, maybe they'll ask about their 
uh, radio affiliate and how they're uh, mocking their young fans. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. We got to get to this Biden quote because, you know, I'm I'm biased. I think he's a fool. I think he's just a buffoon. I think his gaffes are have gone from comical to concerning. As you mentioned to me yesterday, he has the nuclear codes. Yeah, yeah. he has. He can move the military. Yeah, scary. He's the most powerful person in the world. And I've said it before. I'll say it over and over again because it's seriously uh, concerning is you wouldn't want him to drive. You would take, you would hope his kids and grandkids would take his keys away. You wouldn't trust him to walk your dog. You wouldn't trust him to deliver your mail. He does not have the, the capacity, the cognitive ability to do the most meal of tasks. Like he couldn't be, uh, what, you know, your, your insurance agent, you know, he couldn't be your accountant. You'd say, no, he's just, you know, there was a day when he had the capability, but he doesn't have it anymore. That person who is way, way too old to be president is going to be president essentially ostensibly for the next three and a half years. And almost daily, we try to figure out what the hell he's saying. What then? What is he saying? It's and and yesterday there were just a couple of examples. Oh, this was a couple of days ago, and it's funny. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but when you're doing that on a daily basis with your president, what do you think's happened beside behind the scenes when the you know the real power behind the throne, Jill Biden, Susan Rice, Ron Klain, Barack Obama, the whole cabal? Are they looking at each other going, how much longer can we do this? How much longer can we pretend that he still has his faculties? I wonder if he's just someone that's easily manipulated at this point because of his lack of faculty. So you could kind of gently, like you would talk to a child, kind of convince him into like in, into a thing. I was trying to think of like, what job would I be okay with him having at this point? Something like a greeter, maybe? Like a, a bagger. Or maybe a bagger. A bog, you know, like, see it sometimes you see the elderly guys as baggers. Yeah, yeah. I guess he could do that. Yeah, even I, then. but nothing like too technically necessary. And then, and, and so a lot of people say that they feel bad for him and think it's elder abuse. I can't feel bad for him because I know how much power he has. Like, I don't right. feel it's bad. Too, for, I feel sick about the situation. I don't feel bad for it's him. It's too important to feel bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he shouldn't be in this position. Obviously, his wife is this power crazed uh, a tyrant who's forcing this. Uh, obviously, his kids don't care if he's embarrassing himself before the world, they, they love the power. Hell, if he didn't get elected, Hunter Biden might be, you know, indicted. He might be in prison by now if, uh, his father had lost. So obviously they all have their self-interests. Um, the, uh, but it doesn't mean we can't laugh on occasion. Are we going to play the, uh, yeah, the Tim, Tim Young. Young? Okay. Tim Young is a, uh, what, what do you, what'd you call Tim Young? He's a, isn't he a, he's a comedian and he's a, comedian, I think a columnist uh, at the Washington times. Well, he writes for the, uh, is it the times he writes? Yeah. You know, he's on popular Twitter follow. He's an influencer. He's a right winger. He's a little bit of a, you know, muckraker and a little bit of a, a conoclast. He's good. Anyway, he does commentary on the latest gap because people were trying to figure out what Biden said when he was outside. He said, spoke to the media very briefly and it was very bizarre. I think Tim Young makes the case for what he believes. He convinced me of what Biden said, but let's listen. Watch. Let's just hear what he says here. What? 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 Immigration. Yeah, that, that sounds like my 
butt's been wiped, but let's see it from another angle. Maybe we're wrong. What must be what? No, he says my butt's been wiped. Play it again. That is, that's clearly my butt's been wiped. Um, senile. Uh, all right. What do you think, Carano? Oh. He makes the case. That she's asking about immigration. He says my butt's been wiped. Yeah, I think that's what he says. <laughs> I think because I was like, my butt's been wide or white, but I think wiped. My butt, my butt's been white. I think so. Well, I was trying to make out the word is either wipe or white or or wide. I guess my butt was wide, but it, but it's it's Ben. He definitely says Ben. My butt's been. It has to be wiped. I think <laughs> he's clean though. He's excited. Right. Uh, yes, I sure his butt has been wiped, and that's good. We should all be glad his yes. butt's been wiped. That's important. Um, again, if this were just some neighbor that was losing right. his mind, right, right. Pay, he's in a bathrobe walking, walking down your cul-de-sac. Yeah. That's this fine. This sort of congressman, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like Chuck Grassley who's 87 or Diane Feinstein who's like 112. You'd say that's concerning, but it's not the most important thing in the world. There's plenty of checks and balances. This is the president who can start a war tomorrow. Who can, I don't know, stop building a wall and open the borders and flood the country with millions of illegal aliens who he hopes will vote for him. That's where your case is stronger. The strongest is when he's being manipulated. There's no way Joe Biden decided to open the borders, especially during a pandemic, just to change the demographic and fill the cities, uh, put them on planes and buses and fill the cities with illegal aliens, which he hopes to legalize and hopes to uh, oops, will become Democrat voters. That's a, that's a Barack Obama. That's a, a, a Susan Rice, you know, Valerie Jarrett plan. He is being manipulated by radicals and he's too, uh, too gone to, uh, push back. I don't think you're going to see a lot of pushback. Everything he does, all his nominees are, are radicals. If he ever gets to make a Supreme court nominee, it'll be a radical lefty. That's what they're going to do. Until you know, until you know, we all decide. Whoever decides, he he just can't do it anymore. He just can't do the job anymore. That's coming. And I guess Kamala Harris becomes president, and they continue to pursue their crazy, like uh, radical agenda. But at some point, you have to say, this is sad. This is not right. This is not. Uh, this is cruel. And uh, the day's not here yet. But. Every day is one of these moments and you just wonder and for, who the hell's in the and, country. And for how untrustworthy the mainstream media is, there's they it's like it's happening so often that they have to cover it. Like they have to show it. Uh and and so, you know, it's it's that oh, bad. Well, it's probably worse it's probably worse than we think. Yesterday you had Kelly O'Donnell, who's obviously a, a, a Democrat operative, always has been. She's asked a question, perfectly appropriate, whatever it was about immigration. Or uh, was it, uh, whatever, and he says you're such a pain in the neck. I've got that. This, yeah. this, he doesn't even understand that they're on his team. He's just so used to being coddled and getting you know massaged by the media that if they ask any question that's the slightest bit adversarial, he doesn't understand. It's like he's like, "What? You're a pain in the what? What?" She asked a perfectly appropriate question. I have the cut yeah, of that. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Right, you are such a pain in the neck, but I'm going to answer your question because you've known each other for so long. I mean, it's a reasonable question. <laughs> it's perfectly reasonable. That's all he gets. He doesn't get any tough questions. No. 
mean, you know, he gets, you know, about, about veterans affairs and she's a pain in the neck. It's like he doesn't know how to handle if, if they're not completely supportive and, you know, completely in the sack for him. He doesn't know how to handle it. It's, it's uncomfortable. But all right, uh, we will uh, we will leave it there. Um, anything else, Carano, that I'm missing? No, I think it was the Biden stuff, the road stuff, Cuomo, get, Rachel Ross. Get, I'll do it another day. I want to get to the Robin D'Angelo stuff because mm. Robin D'Angelo, very influential person, as you know, author of White Fragility, a grifter if ever there was. Uh, she's almost in Ibrahim Kindi's class for grifting. She's uh, made a fortune off telling white people they're racist. And she has led the cancel culture, obviously. And uh, she's got her new target, her latest target, and that would be uh, comedy. That would be Family Guy. She's coming after Family Guy. Apparently, it wasn't enough that you know they insisted that Cleveland be voiced by a black guy. That's not enough. We want to come after Family Guy, South Park, and The Simpsons. That's she said gives white people an excuse to be racist. But we can get to that. She will always be around and uh, be providing us plenty of material. But uh, uh, we shall leave it there. We're still on the uh, Brady uh, vaccine watch. Interesting story out of Tampa yesterday. There were two guys tested positive, uh, Antonio Winfield uh, Jr. and uh, somebody else, not Brady. I don't think Brady uh, was uh, available to the media. I, in fact, I know he wasn't because there's not a mention. The story is all about the team's reaction to uh, COVID. And Antonio Winfield tested positive which concerned everyone because he went to the White House. The other guy, Jordan Whitehead, did not. He went to the White House. He was with everybody. But then he came back with another test the next day, and it was negative. So they called uh, yesterday. They got a negative test. So they're saying it was a false positive, not to worry. But uh, they're, um, I don't know if these guys were vaccinated or not. But uh, we're still waiting for Brady. Just All he has to do is be accessible. Put them before the media, and these guys will ask, and uh, we'll find out. And I am predicting the biggest story of the summer, because no way, no way Tom took the jab. But we shall see, and we shall leave it there. Thank you to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening and commenting. Thank you to uh, Matt Carano. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Pluto TV is playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Hunger Games, The Matrix, Pain and Gain, G.I. Joe, Retaliation, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Lawrence, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more, all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 
from 30 for 30 podcast and the undefeated, the life and legacy of South L.A. rapper Nipsey Hussle. I'm Justin Tinsley, senior reporter for the undefeated. In this four episode series, I explore the shared experiences of life as a black man in America with Nipsey's brotherhood of NBA players. Life is a marathon. You got to keep it going. Hustle and motivate. If that ain't like the ethos of being an elite athlete, I don't know what is. This is the King of Crenshaw. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.